Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Justin Falk, two stars quickly race in. That's Ben centering. Put it on. What a save by Ofer. Robertson feathers that one into the middle of the ice. And the Blues can't clear. Two guys down low and the puck ends up in the glove of Hofer. That is a, I thought for a minute hit. it might have gone in. It's Kairou stayed tied up with Dadnov who gets it back. Stars shoot it. Glove save. Hofer. That one was headed for the back of the net just inside that far post. And Hofer got a glove on it. Man is even sharp. Yes, yes. Welcome into the producer's party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Not the balloon party today. We're going to change it up a little bit. In studio today, Action Jackson Burkett, Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse, also known as Andrew Marsh. Mm. And it is a, it's a morning here in St. Louis, so i got to say good morning to Grant Francis, who's behind the board. And in the producer corner, I guess we should call it, Mr. Reliable Bradford Bruns, all the producers in the studio. How's everybody doing today? What was that? Yeah, yeah. Pres- Jackson, by the way, if you if you look at the quizzical Jackson, look on Jackson's audio. face, Jackson, that was called opening a show with audio. It's what professional shows do. Yeah, I know nothing about that. Uh, I'm used to no preparation. We have a sheet here. Mm. This is all foreign Jackson's to me. so confused right now. You pulled me out of vacation, baby. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Jackson, is this going to be a new year, new you? Are you going to start making rundowns for this show now? No. Okay. No. Now, Actually now Jackson, not. Were you more confused by the fact that it was audio, or were you more confused by that's a sport that they call hockey, and St. Louis has a team, they're called the Blues, and they played last night. Ice uh-huh. hockey. Ice hockey. Ice hockey, yes. I watched the highlights five minutes ago. Wow, <laughs> how about that? You, let's, let's just dive into Jackson's <laughs> takeaways from that game. Your thoughts, Jackson Burkett, on the Blues game last night. I really want to hear this. What a little Gino there by uh, Jake Neighbors. Outside of that, I don't really remember much of the highlights. What about watched. Marco Scandella? Yeah, boy, can he play. Marshall, do you have an issue with him using Gino to call it a goal when he has no idea what he's talking about? I mean, no, but it does make me feel a little uncomfortable because he has no idea what happened last night. The effort know? is there, though. The well, effort's uh, there. Scott Brunovich got two, you call him the Genos, and then Scott Brunovich got two what? Apples? There you yes. go. There you nice. go. And he's learning. Unfortunately, we nice. did not get the third half of the or the mm. third part of the Gordie Howe hat trick, which they, which is the T, and they call that a what? Uh, one a more Tilly. Time. A Tilly would be the fight. Oh, God. Donnie Brook? A Gino, mm. an Apple, and a Tilly. Yeah, You've got to be it. what they call I watch Shorzy. Yeah, I watch Shorzy. Oh, well, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah you get it. I love hockey. Let's dive into that Blues hockey game, by the way. It was Joel Hofer the big game. 39 saves, 40 shots faced, and really just another impressive game from the Blues facing off against the Stars. Really, when you go back over this Blues season, I think we've kind of forgotten how happy everyone got when Jordan Bennington had that 30-save shutout against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, we've had the firing of Craig Berube since. Then, but I really think if you if you split up this blue season into pre-Baruby firing and post-Baruby firing, easily the game against the Blackhawks and now the win last night, the two best Blues games maybe we've seen this entire year. I think so. Last night was a game for me, honestly. When they did not score on that five-on-three power play, that was a game that I thought that they would lose. I'm they ended you. up they, the Dallas ended up scoring like moments after it, and. I thought immediately this is a game that they end up blowing, but this is a different team now. 
and they end up holding on two one victory. Joel Hofer looked fantastic last night. That's that's huge for him and building his confidence moving forward, and just the team as a whole building confidence against a really good Dallas Stars team. That's two wins against them in a row. So I'm really looking forward to what they have against the Avalanche tomorrow night. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Last night, I was glad that sports betting is not legal in Missouri. <laughs> you would have lied back. You would have lied Dallas. As soon as the Stars killed that five on three, I probably would have put money on the Stars to win that game. And I'm honestly shocked that they didn't. But that's something that the Blues weren't doing mm-hmm. last year and for most of this year was when things like that would happen, the controversial things in a game would happen, they would not be able to come back from that. And now they've done it against the Stars last night. They did it against the Stars when they were down two goals a couple weeks ago, and obviously against the Blackhawks being down three and coming back. So they're starting to become more resilient, and I think that's a huge um, positive for this team right now. Grant, we're seeing this new iteration of the Blues, if you will, post-Craig Berube. How about the new iteration as well that we're viewing from one Joel Hofer? Now, there's been a lot of conversation and right so over the course of the last three weeks, the performance, the numbers, just sheer numbers on the surface from Jordan Bennington. You're obviously seeing the drop off. However, you've also had a scenario in which, in part due to the performance in November, etc., from Joel Hofer, Bennington had to come to the rescue and appear in many more games. Fatigue perhaps becoming more of a factor. But what you've seen from Hofer in just his last two outings alone, not only against the Stars, but think about his previous start. Think about his previous outing versus the Panthers last Thursday at 37 saves in that one, 39 last night. He is showcasing those signs more than just glimpses right now, guys, of the individual this organization at the outset of the season looked at and said, hey, he can be, if not a 1A or a 1B in this scenario, somebody to whom you can go and on whom you can rely to give you that 35% to 40% of the starts if need be. It's a good thing, organizationally speaking. Yeah, and honestly, that Florida game, he probably should have had the shutout. The only reason why he didn't was because right. of that wacky bounce off the board. So yeah. if you take away that goal, you're talking about one goal in the last two games again for Joel Hofer. Um, and, you know, w- with how Drew Bannister has handled this team so far, obviously we saw Pavel Buchnevich get benched after a rough game. And Jordan Bennington, the last two games, he's allowed six goals and five goals. Even though the one was a win, it was still not a great game for Jordan Bennington. I wonder how... Drew Bannister goes on here with handling these goaltenders, and I don't think that's Grant's a bad thing either. starting a goalie controversy. You I know, don't want to. We get know, a hope for a big game, and Grant's like, I'm stirring the pot mm, tomorrow no, morning, listen, 100%. Th- this is a good thing. You want goaltenders that can, maybe not half and half, but 60-40. That's something that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, Bradford. Right. Because if you look at goalies when it comes to the playoffs, the, the goalies that play an insane amount during the regular season – There's one exception to this, and it's Andre Vasilevsky. But outside of him, goalies don't play well in the playoffs when they play a lot in the regular season. You saw that a lot last year. Yeah, I think the Blues have been at their best in previous years when they have a really good one-two punch in between the pipes. You think of Jake Allen and Brian Elliott. You think of Brian Elliott and Halak. At the time, they were one of the the best two goaltenders in the league. And then you had Benner and Jake Allen, even Vili Husso. And this kind of goes to the point, two years ago, the Blues heavily relied on Vili Husso when Jordan Bennington couldn't pick up the slack. And so I think you're seeing that now again with Joel Hofer. I mean, he stopped, what, 39 of 40 last night? 
that's pretty good for for a rookie goaltender. So I'm I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward. I think there's a lot of players on this team right now, young players that are stepping up right now and they're showing what we thought they could be. Scott Perunovich is another player, like you mentioned. Jackson, two apples, right? Two apples last night. Oh, that's right. You know, looking off the the forward who uh on that uh, Jake Neighbors goal, walking the line, I thought he had a fantastic game. I think overall this team is moving in the right direction, and as a Blues fan, I think you should be excited. Marcy, to, to your point as well, when you think about the Blues' upcoming schedule, it really couldn't be a better time for Hofer to truly show out because we've spent a lot of time over the last week or so previewing what's next for this team once you get past Colorado tomorrow evening. And then between January the 6th and January the 23rd, you face nothing but upper echelon competition from the Eastern Conference. There are going to be maybe not a lot of back-to-backs, but situations in which Joel Hofer is going to have to take the baton and prove that he can not only hang against some top flight offenses, but be able to continue to thrive to get this team where it needs to be for the rest of January. And it was a big game for Scott Barunovich. There was one one big problem there was on the power play was the situation where the Blues had a 5-on-3 and failed to score. It's really been a bugaboo for the Blues across the last four or five seasons and it was another problem last night. Here's Blues interim head coach Drew Bannister talking about what went wrong in that instance. I mean, I think that's where we got to score. You know, we had some great opportunities, you know, wide open nets we missed on, you know, and their goalie made a couple of key saves for them um, but that, that, that's that's a time of game where you know we can really separate like we needed a goal there um, the chances were there we just got to bear down and score that's that's plain and simple like they created the opportunities they got to finish finishing them and the jump that you've seen the Blues make just against the Chicago Blackhawks against the Stars really over these last six games from Drew Bannister just the slight little jump they've made on the power play has been a big difference in I would say probably three of the five wins out of the six games that Bannister's coached so far so even just getting that little bit of a, of a bump they've gotten and, and I'm sure we got to give some credit to the new consultant Brad Richards for coming in and helping out the power play that little jump has been so big for the Blues if they can take another little jump just to mediocrity it could legitimately be a be a number that puts them into a playoffs. Well, well, and Curbs mentioned this last night on the broadcast talking about the power play. If this power play is was clicking all season like it is right now, Craig Bruby probably doesn't get fired. I mean, if yeah. if you get three or four more power play goals that impact the game and you get three or four more wins because of it, you're not talking about a team that fired Craig Berube. And it's it, it's crazy to think about it that way. And another little nugget that's crazy about that that five-on-three stat and I looked this up last night. Uh, the account on Twitter, uh, Blues Views, tweeted this out about um, the Blues only having two five-on-three power play goals since 2017. It's dead last in the NHL. Seattle has more, and they've been in the league since 2021. Yeah, not oh. great. Not, and the, not, next, good the next worst is Philadelphia at six. So, like, mm. it's actually insane. They've been really good the last few years, though. Yeah, but the Blues have had 40 minutes. <laughs> I just dismissed that and moved on. Um, they've had Sarcasm, 40, dude, 40 minutes of power play time on the five on three since 2017. They've scored two goals. That's wild. Yeah, they, need, they need to up the power play game. I think Skin Scott Perunovich involved will be a big part of that eventually. I think later on in the show, I got a big question for you guys about one other thing they could do to jump up the power play. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We're going to switch things off, go from the ice to the gridiron, talk a little NFL because Marshy's got some issues hmm. with the favorites for the NFL awards coming up next on the Producers Party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back into 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. This is the producer's party as Tim McKernan's out, but we're able to pull one person from the balloon party. Action Jackson has joined us mid-vacation for today's show. Jackson, thank you so much for coming in today. Some guys just wanted a little bit more. Are you saying like like compared to us? I'm not saying compared to anybody. Seems like a weird shot to take. It was just a universal truth. Ryder, lock the studio door. I ain't nervous. Yeah, you, like Benner. Yeah. <laughs> really? You're not going to be nervous? Marshy's right there? Marshy's got a hell of a mustache on him. I Thank think you. has to be addressed. That's Thank a world-class stash. Marshy's going to start his uh, his uh, hat trick today with a Tilly. It's going to be with you. Man, you guys are just making me super uncomfortable <laughs> right now. I got to do it. I'm sorry. I got to give I got to give Jackson crap. I can't help it. Let's talk about some of the NFL awards. Looking at some of the odds and futures bets on the season awards, something jumped out to our boy, Marshy Marsh, and that was the AP NFL Comeback Player of the Year 2023 and 2024. Right now on FanDuel, the favorite for the award, DeMar Hamlin at minus 220. The rest of the top six, Joe Flacco is plus 240. Baker Mayfield plus 650. And then it jumps to the 2000s for Matthew Stafford, 3000 for Tua Tagovailoa, and 8000 for Lamar Jackson. Marshy, you seem to have an issue with our with our boy Demar Hamlin, dude. I, so everything that happened to Demar Hamlin, like I, I'm I'm so glad that that he is he's good and that he's on the field and then he's you know being a part of that team because what happened to him was a very scary situation, but. I mean, he's made two tackles all year. He's played in five games. That's what the stat line shows. I don't know how much he's actually contributed on the field. I look at Joe Flacco, who's come in. He's kept the Browns afloat. Baker Mayfield, I mentioned this yesterday on the fast lane, that Baker Mayfield has similar stats to Lamar Jackson, and his passing yards and touchdown-to-interception ratio is better than Lamar Jackson. And my in my opinion, I think Lamar Jackson is the MVP right now, and we'll get into that too because there can be a discussion had on who should be the MVP for the National Football League. But when I'm looking at the comeback player of the year, that was just obviously it doesn't really matter; it doesn't change my life. But I look at Baker Mayfield, and you know he's putting up similar numbers to what we will, what we think, or what who we think will be the MVP. So I, th- you know, it's just it's just interesting. I get it though. I I get the whole thing with Tamar Hamlin, but that was just something that was kind of bothering me. And even Matthew Stafford a bit down on the list there. If you're going by counting stats, if you're looking at the body of work and the resume, the Rams in that division or not, without Stafford actually leading the way that controls their quarterback, you're not getting the same type of production from Nakua. You're not getting more out of that offense. Kyron Mm -hmm. Williams, Cooper Cup, who has had a down year injury related from his standards. All of these different individuals down the list below DeMar Hamlin have been demonstrably better on the field of play, which really, unfortunately, I think, carries us into the next conversation as to the exact nature of NFL awards in the year 2023. What are we measuring here? Are we Mm. talking solely about narratives and what is clean and friendly, or are we talking about production? Yeah, and and talking 
talking about production, if you want, want to talk about Lamar Jackson, like you said, he's uh, shifted to be one of the favorites now for the MVP vote uh, after this past weekend when Brock Purdy fell off. He's sitting at 3,400 passing yards, 19 touchdowns and 7 interceptions. Last year in just 12, in 12 games, he had 2,300 yards with 17 and 7. The rushing number's about the same right now. I actually think Baker Mayfield, and I know we're talking overall about the awards, but just from the betting angle, I really think Baker Mayfield's a pretty smart bet right now, plus 650, only because when he went 11-5 and with the Browns in 2020, he threw for 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. His numbers right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading into Week 17, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. He's literally done exactly what he did three years ago when he took a team to the playoffs and won 11 games with the most moribund franchise in the entirety of the NFL. I really do think that right now, if especially if, if the uh, Buccaneers win a couple games over the last two weeks and are able to make it into the playoffs, I think Baker Mayfield's a great value right now, plus 650 to win this award. Yeah, I felt the same way about uh, when Shape of Water defeated Get Out for Best Picture. You know, I, I understood I understood you, it. It was cut. It was, it was the right, I mean, I get why they did it. It's just not what you want. You it's just not right. You going... It's just not right. Same thing Shakespeare and Love being that Saving Private Ryan. Oh, what a these great things, film. These things aren't, they're just not right. They're not right, but I understand why they're mm-hmm. made. And I think that's the same situation we're having here with DeMar Hamlin over guys like Baker Mayfield. I, I see a lot about Joe Flacco. I don't know. About I mean, that. Joe Flacco is, is plus 240. I mean, I think Joe Flacco's... I mean, the, when you talk about the storyline, because a part of this is always going to be about the storyline. That's why DeMar Hamlin right now is the favorite on pretty much every sports book you go to. But you have to look at, at Joe Flacco. I mean, the last time he threw over double-digit touchdowns was 2018. And he's at uh, 10 touchdowns and 7 interceptions, and he's 3-1 and one as, as the Browns quarterback. That's 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 pretty comeback player of the year if you ask me. I mean, that's for, for a guy just to do anything, coming off the couch and not starting more than four games across the last three seasons. I mean, listen, I think it's going to be DeMar Hamlin because of the storyline, but God, it, it should be Flacco or Mayfield. There's Let's no take into account, now. too, that the New York Jets did not want that guy on their football team, and that team is terrible. I like how Marcy, They're terrible. I like how Marcy said football team. Isn't it just... <laughs> Like we were talking about pickleball. <laughs> Isn't it just as much, guys, of a referendum on the current state of quarterback play in the league that yeah. Joe Flacco can come in off of the couch and post these types of numbers and the quarterback evaluation? The Jets didn't want Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, they didn't true. want him, but he's I good enough to start them, and drive. Though. Yeah. Can Drew Locke make a late charge? Uh, I mean, I think he should get it just based on that one drive alone. Hmm. I mean, God respect. Wearing a Mizzou jacket right now. No. Yeah, I think it's no, under it's that 101. It's under 101 ESPN. Jacket. No, it's a Nike golf jacket. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was a Mizzou one. Well, no, I actually I had a Mizzou sweatshirt on earlier, and I decided to change. No, I, tomorrow. I, I do think PJs. though, if you're talking about this being a football award, it's easy to give it to Joe Flacco. He should win this. I think if you give it to De- Demar Hamlin, and it's almost unfair to talk about Demar Hamlin in this way because this isn't his fault. Like, no, I know. Yeah. The guy almost died on the field last year, and he played five games this year. Like, it takes a lot of guts to come back and even play the sport after that happens. So, like, credit to Demar Hamlin. Like, it's impressive to come back from that and play again in the NFL. But if this is a football award and you're giving this to a, a player that came back and had a really good season again. Yeah, it's obviously Joe Flacco. We mentioned uh, Lamar Jackson, MVP. Are there other players, not quarterbacks, that you think should be the MVP or at least has an opportunity to be the MVP? Because I think there's two that that come to mind, Rock. 
I mean, for me, it's, I mean, Lamar Jackson with a bullet right now, but I think Christian McCaffrey is the best player now on the best team in the NFC. Brock Purdy's significantly fallen off. You have a four-interception game. You get benched. People are not going to vote for you for MVP, I think. And so Christian McCaffrey is the leader of that team. And then I, I, are you going – I'm not sure where you're going with, with the other next favorite because if you look at who's the other best team in the league, I, I go to – I mean, because Jalen Hurts isn't there, Patrick Mahomes isn't there, Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, Tyreek Hill. Is it one of those three guys? Tyreek Hill comes to mind, but you know his his injury history in the past few weeks is is not great. I think it's a two man race at this point. I think it's McCaffrey or Jackson. So I have some stats about who uh, when when running backs have won previously of Sean Alexander, who was just under two thousand total yards. He had twenty eight touchdowns. LT, LaDainian Tomlinson, had uh, about 2,300 total yards, 31 touchdowns. Uh, Adrian Peterson, same thing, twenty around 2,300 total yards, only 13 touchdowns. And then CMC right now is just under 2,000 yards but with 21 touchdowns. So I'm looking at that. I feel like if he is going to win, he needs to up his amount of yardage and or score a few more touchdowns. But, I mean... I, it just depends. Those are a little bit outliers because, I mean, Alexander and Tomlinson broke the touchdown record the respective years of winning MVP. I believe only 2,300 total yards, but was that was that a 2,000-yard season by Adrian Peterson on the ground? Yeah, it was just 2,000 total yards. Was 2000, I didn't know if that was a 2,000. I mean, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a texture from the 618 saying Derek didn't get it when he went over 2,000 yards. I mean, McCaffrey becomes third player ever uh, to do 1,000 and 1,000 rushing and receiving. So, Ooh. I mean, when, you do, when, you're, when you're putting up that in, in both ways, when you have the touchdown streak he had, I don't really think it's a stat thing at this point for Christian McCaffrey. If he sat the next two games, I, I think it would still should be neck and neck with Lamar Jackson. I agree with you. I, he's been the most consistent player in the NFL this year. Yeah. No quarterback has been as consistent as him. I think... If and I think it will be a quarterback again, but I think I'm going to lose a little respect for the award if it's a quarterback this season because it's telling you you can have a good 75% of the season and still win most valuable player. When you have a running back in CMC that's played all season really well consistently for that team and he doesn't win the award. And you look at last season, like the 49ers were 3-3 three and three before CMC came and they lost one game the rest of the mm-hmm. way. Like that's not a coincidence. He's been their best player since he's gotten there. And Marshy, to your point, what you're saying, the basic premise here is that in order to win MVP, say from the running back position, from another skill position other than quarterback, you have to be significantly better than the rest of your position group. Well, in the year 2023, CMC has been exactly that. Yeah, his total rushing output it isn't going to lap last year's total josh jacobs he led the league with about 1600 yards but right now when you put him up against the rest of the competition he has 338 more rushing yards than the second place rusher in the game today in kyron williams in addition to the touchdowns in addition to what he gives you coming out of the backfield so when it is relative in that sense and you put his measurables against everybody else along with the fact that the 49ers when he is in there they're undefeated to me, it isn't even a competition at this stage. Hell of a jawline, too. I think that has to be considered. He does, yeah. It, it almost feels like oh, it's man. king of the hill right now, though. Like Shizzled. The, the next person that, that loses, like Lamar Jackson, could have a terrible game against the Dolphins this upcoming week, and then it 
falls to CMC. Like that's how it feels right now because there's so much hype around one player, then they go out there and they have a dud of the game. It just moves on to the next player. So if Lamar Jackson doesn't have a good game, then I think CMC is in the driving seat. And that's why I was just about to say you can get Christian McCaffrey now plus six fifty. Um, and, and you saw the shifts. Uh, you were able to get Lamar Jackson. This is all. These all the uh, odds I've had said are on FanDuel Sportsbook. By the way. On Saturday, you could have gotten Lamar Jackson plus 500 when Purdy was sitting at, like, minus 220, similar where, where Jackson is. And you saw one bad game by Purdy. He's now plus 1,400. Jackson's the favorite. So, yeah, if Lamar Jackson has one bad game and Christian McCaffrey tags, let's say, like, two in the air, like, two through on the ground and one through the air, Christian McCaffrey's going to completely flip the switch. Drive, drive across the bridge, boys. Put down a little bit on plus 650 Christian McCaffrey. I live across the bridge, so I'm set. Oh, so, yeah, te- so text Grant Francis. He'll put your bets in for you. Is that what, you're, is that what you were saying, or are you just trying to brag about on us right now? Uh, no, I was just trying to uh, to brag about it, let you know uh, that I drive an hour to work now, every now, day. Uh, so. now, I have you on, now I have you on wax and on a camera. Will you put my bets in for me if I send them? Um... That depends, Rock. Good Lord Almighty. Well, you have to wet his beak. I now have an enemy coming, uh, going into the next segment, and we're going to change things up. Jackson, you really wanted to do something here in the next segment. So let, 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 before I, I kick it to break, tell everybody what we're going to be starting here in this next segment because this was this was all you, and I, I really want you to to really enjoy this segment. Yeah. So uh, we are going to be drafting. Because I've always wanted to draft on radio, and I haven't gotten the opportunity. So we're going to be drafting the top. I'm sorry, the 2023 best sports moments. The best sports moments of 2023. I have my big board up. I'm ready to rock and roll. Settle down. Five of us. There's going to be four picks per person. Jackson's will be all hockey. That's right. right. Jackson's going to be all hockey, and I'm definitely not going to try to steal certain ones from Jackson because I already know what his big board is. How did you get 20 Mizzou moments onto your big board? Willpower. Mm. (laughs) Well, you heard it there. We're doing our 2023 Top Sports Moments Draft coming up on the other side on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back into the producer's party right here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Filling in for Tim McKernan, and we actually do have Action Jackson on the show, joined by Marshy Marsh, and the Playful Posse is my favorite nickname in the entire world. Good morning, Grant Francis, and of course, Mr. Reliable, as I like to call him, Bradford Bruns. In the producer's, I'm calling it the producer's corner for the day, it's not not a shot or anything. And Grant, just an incredible update there, but... It's 10.30, and I felt the update was a little bit lacking, Grant. I, I need a little basketball news. Jackson, you got a little basketball oh, news for me? that's my bad. Sorry, Jackson. This is your hour. Uh, the Suns defeat the Rockets 129-113. to 113. Kevin Durant, 27 points, 10 rebounds, and 16, assi- uh, 16 assists. The Suns are now 500. When is Beal coming back, Jackson? Oof. Does he want to play for Vogel? Is Not that soon the issue enough. here? 
Not soon enough. Boy, those Suns are struggling. Do not let Jackson get on a tangent about the NBA, or we will not be able to get into this segment. And that is our top moments of the 2023 year. Top 23, excuse me, top sports moments of 2023, because we are here on 101 ESPN. And it's going to be a draft. It's going to be pretty simple. Four rounds for us, five guys. It means 20 moments are going to be picked. And here is the order for your draft. This was selected at random. Jackson had this great little wheel spinning yeah, app, which yeah. I'm going to have to steal from him for other drafts. And drafting first over. Overall is myself. I'll be drafting first and therefore last in the second round. Grant drafting second, Jackson third, Bradford fourth, and Marshy Marsh gets the hot corner. Yeah, snake snake draft. Snake draft, of course. Always snake draft. All right. Any sports moment. Any sports moment is good. It doesn't necessarily have to be positive for everybody involved. Sure, sure. Usually most sporting events actually have a pretty negative side for one people we never talk about. So yes, 2023 sports moments. Now here's the thing. Or we say, you can't just pick a game. You got to pick. You got to pick a moment. You got to pick the moment mm, yeah. in that game when something happens. So no, no big umbrella things. You got to be a little bit specific in these moments. And so, it's time for us to start out this draft, boys. And I'm I'm a little bit worried here because I have the very first overall pick. So I have I have the the burden of picking the number one sports moment from 2023. And I'm gonna have to go to a moment that happened in February of 2023, early in the year. We've all been privileged to watch one of the greatest players at any sport play his entire career in our lifetimes. Even Grant, who's pretty young. He's gotten to see the entire career of one LeBron James. We've gotten privileged to watch the greatest player of our generation at that sport. I'm not even going to say he's the GOAT of the sport, but the greatest player of our generation at the sport, and that is LeBron James. When on February 7th of this year, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time NBA leading scorer. Easily number one in my book, LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I had to delete it off my big board. And I'm Get upset. out of here, Jackson. I'm Me upset. too. Gotcha. It wasn't even on my radar. Dude, how could it not be on your radar? That's why you're going to lose, Good baby. Good Lord, that's weird. All right, Grant Francis, <laughs> you're up with the second overall pick. All right, I am going to hockey. I'm sure everybody's shocked about this. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, conference finals, Eastern Conference finals this year. Matthew Kachuk scoring with seconds left on the clock Ooh, to sweep the Carolina one. Hurricanes. That's a good one. I was watching that. And that whole series from Matthew Kachuk, he had two overtime winners in that series and then the game-winning goal in that game four. But gosh, that game four game-winning goal was sick. And watching that whole series with Kachuk was awesome. So that's my number one moment. All right, I'm up. And uh, I think most, like, you could probably guess that Graham was going to go hockey. I'm going to go Mizzou football. No Harrison Nevis, 61 oh. yards, defeat Kansas State. Of course. Start off the uh, really strong season that Missouri had on the football side with a SEC record kick. Harrison Mevis knocking it down, even though he had to back it up after a poor coaching moment with a delay <laughs> of game. But had he missed, Kansas State had two number eights on the field, which makes this pick even all the more sweet. Harrison Mevis. Jackson opening up with a little localization here with the Harrison Mevis in the Mizzou play. So we're going to go to Bradford Bruns for pick number four. Naturally, the two Mizzou honks in front of me poached a little bit, which is all well and good. The Kansas State game was very memorable for me as well because guys thereafter, after covering the festivities at Faroe Field, I then directly embarked on a three-hour voyage to Farmington to check out a high school marching festival. Love you there, Dakota. Oldest daughter, I know. What a day, right? What a day of coverage (laughs) all the way around. Yeah. Anyway, let's stay, though, with the Mizzou theme in terms of the moment at which 
I would contend the Tigers solidified their standing as truly legitimate, commendable for 2023. That was the game against number 13 Tennessee, the 36-7 to throttling because if the nation had not been aware of just how fantastic Cody Schrader had been to that point, he put the world on notice. 205 yards, 35 carries, carrying quite literally that offense. And Tennessee came into Furrow Field that afternoon with a lot of firepower and so many national types were wondering, okay, how are the Tigers going to represent against the defense on the other side as well? The full-fledged attack, Cody Schrader with the performance for the ages, which had a lot of people thinking, could he well receive an invitation to New York for the ceremony? You guys are just murdering my Mizzou, my Mizzou list right off my the big board. And we're going to go to Marshy. Marsh. Marsh, you got two picks. Two Last picks. pick in the first round. First pick in the second round. Hit us with it. You guys are insane that you let Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout in the World Baseball Classic fall to me with the final pick of round one. I'm going with that. That was a, an unreal moment as a baseball fan to see two of, uh, two of the best players in the game right now face off against each other and uh, on the biggest stage in the World Baseball Classic to end the game. So I'm going with Shohei versus Mike Trout. That's a good pick. And then on to, I'll say, oh man, I got a Start few here. Start on the second round. You got to do it round right. here. I think uh, the Fairleigh Dickinson March Madness so, run is uh, my my whoa, second whoa, pick. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, the 2023 upset. Sports Moments draft. So zero's on the clock against Purdue. That's, yes. that's your moment. All right, the that's, fair. Game. I think, that's fair. I think you're leaving the best moment from the Fairleigh Dickinson thing on the table. I think you're taking it away from everybody else, and I think you're leaving the best moment. Specifically, it should have been when Jeff Tobin, the head coach, predicted the win over Purdue in the locker room before they went out there and then pulled it off. Well, I'm sorry, That's got to be the that's best his, moment, is this, right? is this your pick or yeah, is this my pick? pick? No, this is me criticizing your pick. Go ahead. <laughs> Hater's going to hate, Marsh. I love the pick. Hater's going to hate. Right back to Bradford. Pick number two in the second round. Sticking with the baseball, I will localize it. This one is for all of the sweater knitters out there, I guess. More of a tribute <laughs> to number 50, Adam Wainwright. So the final pitch, the final out he recorded in late September, the vintage-ish performance that he put on seven innings of four-hit ball against the Milwaukee Brewers. How can you not be romantic about baseball, as Billy Bean would say, following that performance? Knowing everything that we know right now, what went into it, that was phenomenal. That hit you in the feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was that was a huge moment. I mean, obviously, any time Adam Wainwright did anything special this year, it was it, it, it hitched in the fields. We're listen. We're halfway through the second round. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back here and wrap up the rest of our 2023 top sports moments draft here on the Producers Party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. St. Louis. Oh, there it is. 10.50 in St. Louis. Welcome back to the Producers Party here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. We're in the midst of our best sports moments from 2023 draft. Jackson's picking with the third pick in the second round. Rattle it off, Jackson. See, this is why I'm playing chess while you are playing checkers. AFC Richmond beating Man City. Ted Lasso Season 3, Episode <laughs> 11. Oh. When Ted goes to shake hands with Pep. That. That. Was a top sports moment. Spoiler a moment, alert! A moment, Spoiler alert! A moment of redemption. Just Jamie huge. and his father beating his father's team. Get out of here. Really heartfelt stuff. 
What a what a great game! Greyhounds beating uh, beating the uh, Sky Blues. Grant brings us back into the real world. All right, um, everybody will be a surprise again. I'm going back to hockey here. Oh wow! Shocker! Play the hits. Little stick and pucker. I'm actually going back to the Panthers too. <laughs> what? Uh, they just beat the best team in NHL history in the regular season. Okay, the, in the playoffs. Okay, fine. Game seven. That was a crazy series, and nobody gave them a chance. And that series, I think Boston was up, what, 3-1 to one in that series? They come back and win it in Game 7. So, yeah, that, they're my second best moment of the year. All right, to close out the second round, I'm going to go with this one's pretty easy. It was late in the first game ever played by St. Louis City FC. They were down in Austin. It was a 2-2 game, and that was before Zhao Klaus decided to stamp his name in St. Louis history, giving St. Louis City the first win of their entire inaugural campaign, the first of five record-setting wins easily. Zhao Klaus against Austin FC is my pick for to end out the second round. And I'm actually going to uh, change things up and I'm going to go with a little bit off the beaten path here to open up the third round my top moment my third top moment from 2023 was when the report dropped from the athletic that Michigan was being uh, investigated investigated because mm-hmm. of Connor Stallions that one right there it, it, it obviously branched out to thousands of moments after that but the moment where we thought that Michigan had maybe slipped a guy into multiple other sidelines to steal signs from the teams that Michigan would then be playing then you get the investigation everything I'm gonna go with Connor Stallions story first breaks on Twitter yeah that's a good one I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna go football here I'm gonna go with Ooh. my favorite football game that I watched this season might be a little bit off the board here, and this is probably not the greatest sports moment of the year, but it's one of my favorite moments of the year. It was watching that Jets and Bills Monday night football game in week one of the season. Hey. I, I agree. watching yeah, that game. Xavier Gibson returns a punt who was an uh, undrafted rookie. You watch Hard Knocks. Great dude. Very memorable game. And I got I got ties to New York, so I got the Jets in my heart a little bit. So I, I know it's not one that's going to really resonate with a ton of people, but for me, I really loved watching that game. And say what you will about Rodgers, but that moment pregame carrying the flag into the stadium, yeah. awesome. It was an awesome game. All right, Jackson, your third pick. Again, chess, not checkers. <laughs> when the Eagles played the Bills and wore their Kelly Green throwback oh. uniforms, the best uniforms in football. Just the Eagles wearing Kelly Green for the first time in a very long time is my next pick. All righty, right on to Bradford for his third pick. Before there was Taylor, before the Netflix series aired, there was just Patrick Mahomes scrambling for 26 yards to set up the game-winning field goal by Harrison Butker in the Super Bowl. Chiefs over Eagles, everything that has taken place thereafter, it's never going to be quite the same, but that was one whale of a game and one whale of a finish to last NFL season. All right, Marsh, you got two. Yeah, uh, my first one, I'm going with Dylan Carlson hitting a home run off Shohei Otani left-handed. That was, uh, I was actually in attendance for that game. That was, uh, that was quite the moment. And then for my next pick, it's definitely running into Jackson at the Mizzou homecoming football game. Yes. Yes. Uh, Taking a snap and a pick, you know, enjoying a cold beverage and just talking shop, you know, talking Mizzou football, just really, uh, really get into the MIZ spirit. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. Our hair look great. Insular Absolutely. picks I've ever seen in my entire life. Great Bradford, you fi- wrap up your draft, my friend. I'm going to widen the sports landscape here Thank because you. when I think back, actually, and
and I reflect on 2023, a defining sports story to me from the world of golf, PGA Tour versus Live, and against the backdrop of all of that, you had the Ryder Cup. While not necessarily underdogs really on paper, Team America had aspirations of trying to knock off Europe. Still didn't happen on European soil. Hasn't happened since back in 1993, but all of the different moments that really preceded that result, the Rory talk, now you still have defections taking place. It is a storyline that is carrying over well into 2024, and it's worth monitoring. Here we go. Jackson, wrap up your draft. So I wanted to go with DeAndre Golson's buzzer beer against Tennessee, but if we're being honest, and this is personal to me, I like to do some sports wagering. Shout out to our friends over at the Circus Sports app. The Chiefs played the Packers a little bit ago, a couple weeks ago, I think, and I bet the first quarter over of seven and a half. The mm. Packers get us started off real nice by scoring a touchdown, plenty of time for Mahomes to come down. We take a field goal and cover for me. They take their sweet time, and for whatever reason, there are zeros on the clock, but they still let the field goal attempt go. Three points, ten is seven to three, catching the over for no reason. They should have called the quarter over, but they didn't. Zeros on the clock, field goal good. My bet hits. It's a huge moment for you. Jackson's bet hits. That's his third moment. And Grant, your fourth. Wrapping your draft, Jesus. Yeah, I I had to add a a little bit of snark in here. Um, And it's actually a betting moment for me too, Jackson. Um, One of the most memorable moments of the year for me was Jordan Hicks chucking the ball away and chucking the game away against the Marlins. Oh, yeah, that was rough. I had put like $5 on the Marlins to win that game because the, the Cardinals had just blown ninth inning leads all season. I won like blood 80 money, bucks Grant. on a $5 bet on that game. That's blood money. It was just an amazing moment. Hey, who had a better chuck? Was it him or was it uh, Peter Alonzo? Oh. oh, those were all really good ones. Uh, I'm gonna, with my fourth and final one to close out this draft, I'm going to go still with a serious moment because this is a, this is a worldwide moment. And honestly, if you were watching it when it happened, happened I I don't I don't know when I'm going to get this quote out of my head but the moment when the US Open finished Coco Groff drops to the drops to the um I guess the clay what is it the hardwood whatever it would be and the announcer says I think it's hardwood get up get mm. up, get up yeah. Coco Groff you just won the US Open I don't mm. know why but that is seared into my memory nice. as just an unbelievable moment the the run she had taking down the world number 1 it was an incredible match and just a absolutely perfect goal get up Coco Groff you just won the US Open easily closes out my draft for the top 2023 sports moments of this year and there it is mm. Jackson Burkett let's go through let's go through the drafts really quickly Jackson Burkett drafted 30 picks Harrison Mevis is 61 yard over K-State. AFC Richmond's win over, was it Man- Manchester City yeah. in t- on Ted Lasso. The Eagles versus the Bills and the Kelly Green and him winning a bet. A first quarter over <laughs> bet. A first bet. quarter over bet. <laughs> oh, there were zeros on the clock. Grant they takes the, gone to the next quarter. Grant takes the Panthers' big win. Chuck's uh, big win for the Panthers in the first round. He then takes the Panthers overall, beating up the Bruins in the playoffs. The Jets versus Bills on Monday Night Football to kick off the season. Obviously the special moments there and he finishes off with Hicks throwing the game away and putting some money into to. his wallet. On the other side, Bradford, Mizzou versus Tennessee. What a moment there. Cody Schrader. Wayno gets 200. Mahomes sets up the game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. And then PGA versus Liv. Marshy Otani versus Trout in the World Baseball Classic. Florida Dominion, uh, excuse me, uh, Fairleigh wow, Dickinson Dominion. over Port- per- Purdue. Dylan Carlson gets one over on Shohei Otani. And then Jackson and Marshy get to party it out in Como. Yeah, and I, my moment. draft, LeBron James passes Kareem for number one overall in scoring. Klaus gives St. Louis City their first ever win. 
Connor Stallion story gets dropped and Coco Graf wins the U.S. Open. There it is, our 2023 sports moment. And that is going to be the show, ladies and gentlemen. we got to pass it off to BK and Ferrario, but I have some good news for everybody in this room and everybody listening. We're going to do this tomorrow. Yes. There you go. Thank you very much to Andrew Marsh, Action Jackson Burkett, Grant Francis, and Bradford Bruns. I'm Matthew Rocchio. This has been the Producers Party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m., and now we're going to pass it off to BK and Froyo. Have a great day, St. Louis. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.